Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 607. Today we're going to look at Flamme Rouge. Now this came out last year from Lata Pelli. It's now being brought over to the US at least by Stronghold Games. This is a bike racing game. So each player is going to control a team of two uh, bicyclists and you're going to be racing around this track that you can kind of just build how you want. There's some cards that will suggest different tracks. There'll be hills up and down, all this kind of stuff. It has an interesting kind of deck building aspect to it but it's not really deck building but we'll look at that in the mechanics and then i'll come back and tell you what i think okay here's just about everything that you get in the game you can see i've kind of built this little makeshift track this is much much smaller than you're going to use uh, when you play you can see i've got a lot of leftover uh, pieces here lots of curves and straight angles typically what you'll do is you'll shuffle up these cards here and it gives you a track that you can choose uh, to start off with this one here avenue corsa patseo and it, it just tells you uh, what how you can build it there's little uh, letters sometimes there'll be larger black capital letters these will typically have uh, hills on them so if we take a look at here you can see this has kind of an uphill in the red and then a downhill in the blue. And I would say for your first game, probably don't play with the hills. You probably could if you really wanted to, but it's, I think it's nice to kind of get how the race is gonna time itself out uh, before you add in the kind of the extra little tiny layer of complexity uh, with the hills. And then players will take turns setting up their two bikes here. You can see that you've got two kinds of riders here. So this fella here, he's sort of bent over, hunched over. He is the Ron Dulu, how do you spell it? Rulaire, sorry. So you can see he's got an R on the back of his shirt there. And then we have the sprinter here, and this has, whoops, it's not really focusing, but you can see he's kind of standing up straight, and then it's got an S there on the back. So each rider has kind of a sprint rider, and then more of an endurance kind of long-term rider. And you can see here for the blue player, we have two different decks. We have the sprinter deck here marked with an S, and you can see the blue cards all have the blue numbers. And then we have the endurance rider here marked with an R and then all numbers in their color. Now each player is gonna get a player aid and they're double-sided here, and this tells you kind of the breakdown of the deck. So sprinter here has got three of the two speed all the way down to three of the nine speed. Now you can see you can jump from five to nine, whereas the uh, endurance guy's got sixes and sevens and stuff so there's a little bit more swingy here but they don't have twos and so this one is a little bit more even keel and so you're going to be racing both of them you just need to get one across the finish line and then of course this also tells you the different phases of the games so how does it work so each player is going to pick a deck of their choice and so let's say i'm going to choose sprinter you're going to draw four cards off the top and then you're going to choose one to put out so i've got my three nines here and disheveled these so probably don't want to use these until later in the races give you a little tip so maybe i'll choose the five and then we'll put that face down and then reveal it everybody will reveal and then these are called what's cycled back end. they're put in face up and so when you as you draw through over the turns once you get the face up ones you'll shuffle them back up and then draw back up to four for that turn so we'll each player will do two riders so we'll do this one and then everybody else will do the other rider and then we're going to do this one here and so we'll draw four of the endurance guy and so oh, these are really high too so maybe i'll be a little bit different and then i'll play the seven here and do like that and then you're going to then move the bicyclists in order of who's ever in front so right now the black and the green are in front but the right hand lane you can see these are like little squares here with the lanes so whoever's in front and the right hand will go first and then maybe they chose three so they got one two three and when you move up 
you can move in and through other riders. Uh, you always, if you're, if you can, you're going to try to end your turn in the rightmost. So let's say this uh, black rider here, if they went up and they're in the same spot, then they would end up in the left. Whereas if they want one more spot, they would push themselves over uh, to the rightmost spot. And then everybody's going to go, and I'm just going to ignore the hills for now. And let's just put everybody uh, in a random kind of setup here. And we'll do like this. And this is not quite realistic, uh, but we'll put this guy way out here just because, let's pretend, right? Okay, so then after everybody's moved, then you're gonna look and see if you are able to apply slip streaming. And that's basically drafting. So you're gonna work your way back and you're gonna look at all the groups of riders. So here's one group because they're all touching. Here's another group with these three because they're all touching this way and another group. And then finally the sole rider up here is his own group. If there is only one square, one spot in front of them, they're gonna slowly catch up and get a free movement out of that. Now this will have formed now a larger pack. And if there was one movement, or excuse me, one space in between these, then these would then again move up, but they're not. They're not within one space of this. So they're gonna be stuck here. And then let's say I moved him a little bit further than I wanted to. And so let's say these guys come up here, there's only one space, they're gonna move up uh, like so. And so that's gonna end the turn. The riders that are in the front of each of the packs after you've resolved all of that is going to get an exhaustion card. So you can see this one here is an S as a sprinter and this fella here is the R. So the green player will take one of the cards out of the R stack. You can see these don't have a color, but they have the same backs. And so this is going to, this is a very bad card. It's, it's a movement of two. And so if you are ending up being in the front of the packs in a race, you're going to collect more of these and you don't really want to draw a bunch of twos, especially at the end of the race. And then the red player in this case, because they have uh, the, the person in the frontmost pack, they'll take a two out of the S because they have the S on the back there. So they'll shuffle those into the, uh, the deck. They'll actually put them at the, the bottom face up, just like you would at the start of the turn. And if for some reason there was two riders at the front of the pack like this, then both of them uh, would get that exhaustion card. And then you do the same thing. We're gonna draw again four cards. You're gonna choose one, and maybe we'll choose the four this time. And we'll put that down here. And then that's it. You keep going until somebody gets across the finish line. If multiple people cross the finish line at the same time, whoever crosses it the furthest uh, will get it. And again, the rightmost uh, column here is gonna be in the lead uh, as opposed to the leftmost column there. And if you get to the very, very end spot, that's really gonna lock in your victory because you can't go past the end of that board. Now, if we take a look here, I talked a little bit about the elevation. And this is sort of like an advanced rule. Uh, you can see here we have the downhill slope. You can see this is pushing against the resistance. I'm not sure if you can see the little arrows. Yeah, there you can. Uh, so anyway, this is always gonna be going against the riders. And then you have sort of the opposite of that, the downhill, and this is gonna be giving the riders a little bit of an extra boost. And there's always these little iconography symbols here and here that are gonna remind you what they do. So what happens is if you start your turn in the red or enter it or go through it at all, you are capped at a speed five. So even if I had played, uh, let's say one of these nines uh, down here that I had earlier, is if I interact at all with this uphill slope here, it cuts it off and my maximum speed is five. You'll also notice this symbol here that you can't slipstream or draft uh, the group that maybe is one space in front of you if it's on a hill like that. And that includes if you're in the front, 
and somebody was behind you like so, then these guys cannot give nor receive slipstreaming is what the rules actually say there. So there's no slipstreaming involved. Now the opposite of that is the blue here, and this is the downstream. Now this only applies if you start your turn on a blue space, no matter what card you play, it's going to be at least a five. So this is just a little bit of a wrinkle uh, on the basic gameplay that you have to keep in mind. You can have a whole bunch of up and down hills or just maybe one spot, maybe one right towards the end or one right at the beginning and that kind of stuff. You can kind of play around a little bit with that. But that's really all of the rules to the game. Okay, so that is Flamme Rouge and I really, really have enjoyed this game. Now, like I said in the walkthrough, I think you want to play the basic game without any of the hills or slopes because you really kind of have to see, at least I did, kind of see the race evolve over time because there's something to be said for holding your high numbered cards back and applying those late in the game to sort of, you know, blow through that finish line. And there's a real interesting kind of tension as you kind of build up the race, you're trying to just kind of keep up with the pack and you don't really want to acquire any of those exhaustion cards because that's going to hinder you if you draw a whole hand of those at the end of the race. So you're kind of balancing between that and then when do you kind of trigger and you know use your sprinter let's say to bust out and get ahead of everybody and the one interesting thing about the game is it allows you to look at the cards you've played because i, I just realized i didn't mention this during the walkthrough if you play a card or when you play a card you can no longer use that card again it effectively is discard out of your deck but you can always look through the cards that you've played and then also look through the cards that you've chosen not to play so far so if we look at the deck here you can see you can peek back here and say, okay, my nines are all down there. I know I don't have a nine coming. Now you can't look at what's in your deck that you haven't seen yet. Uh, but that gives you interesting kind of decisions to say, okay, let me wait and I know my, I'm gonna get my nine next turn, that kind of thing. So that's really cool. And there's not really like so much going on that you, it becomes a burden to kind of count those cards. It's really very much part of the game. Uh, and then once you add in the slopes and the ups and up and downhill, that gets even more interesting because you might try to uh, be very conservative with what you play in terms of you're like, okay, I'm gonna hit the downhill so I can play this too. And you know, I'm gonna shoot ahead. And that just kind of adds in that little kind of fuzzy extra layer of calculation uh, in terms of like, what cards am I trying to play over the long haul over the course of the game? Now the game actually does play just fine with two players. It's very, very interesting. Because uh, you know, you've got both riders that you're kind of ticking and tacking with. And so you can kind of, uh, if you get one kind of lost behind, you know, you can eventually catch up with it while your other one kind of maintains with the front of the pack. But it is more interesting for sure when you add the third and the fourth player just because you get the different groups and you try to like kind of get sucked up into the, the leader pack as you sort of, you know, bounce your way up. It's, it feels like more of a cinematic uh, style of race because you have kind of a little bit more opportunity, I think, for some of these come behind uh, victories and you feel like you feel like you're being a little bit more tactical with your racing and stuff like that uh, so I definitely recommend the game now the interesting thing about this is I as soon as I was done playing it the, the last time I was like I think I heard there was an expansion for this I'm like huh, I wonder what would come in here because it is pretty basic and simple uh, in terms of like you know all the complexity of the mechanics there's not really very much complexity at all now there is an expansion coming I believe this year at Essen it's gonna add enough cards to play, I think up to eight players if you really want to, and even up to 16 if each player just controls a single writer if you wanted to do that. 
Uh, so that is kind of cool. Uh, and I think uh, it's, it's gonna add some other things as well. So I think this is that's a really interesting way because I could see this getting uh, a lot of play and it, it kind of feels a little bit like a party game. There's like just enough going on that it keeps you kind of interested in that gamer side of it. But then there's just a lot of a lot of interesting kind of fun moments that happen as like people get left behind or somebody makes a bolt for it and then they get passed <laughs> by everybody else and end up in like almost basically last place because you know they it's just like you watch on the olympics or something on a marathon or a long bike race that person they just sprint too early and they just run out of gas and they didn't really plan their deck right or they get a kind of a, a lame hand of cards they're right at the end and they're just passed by so it's really kind of cinematic moments um, so i definitely recommend this game uh, it's, it's one of those rare games that you could kind of play with the family, with the gamer group, you know, that kind of idea. Uh, so I think I'd highly recommend this one. Thanks.